All right, welcome to We Won't Finish This Podcast, where we pitch movies to each other that we'll never make. What's up? I'm Spaceman. I'm Zeebs. Savage. All right, I am up tonight, and the premise for tonight is the world's leading cryptozoologists are all summoned to the World Cryptozoology Summit, but not everything is as it seems. So why don't you go ahead and tell them where they can find us? Can you please explain cryptozoology to me first? <laughs> oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Go ahead, go ahead and uh, just just read off our promos. Cliffhanger. Uh-huh. All right. Well, you can listen on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Music, and anywhere you get podcasts. If you want to watch, you can watch our live streams on Twitch and YouTube. Uh, the episodes come out later on YouTube as well. If you get there for the live streams, you can hang out in the chat and actually help us write a movie. If you're in here right now, hello. If you have any suggestions for the movie while we're talking, we, we can see what you're saying. We'll say your name. We'll yep. give you credit. Happy to read them out. You could totally so- change the trajectory of the episode you know with a good idea cryptozoologist okay so immediately i'm thinking please check us out on social media we're on on most platforms that's the best way to find out when we'll be recording our next live stream and you can find all those links at linktree slash wwft pod and wherever you're listening or watching please like follow whatever it is you know, share, leave a review, <laughs> leave a comment says we suck. It doesn't matter. We already got one. <laughs> my first, my first thought here is like the digi pets, like cryptozoologists, <laughs> like digital animal caretaker. Digimon, yeah. Uh, digital monsters. Well, you know what do they call it the Tamagotchis. Uh, I know what you're yeah, talking. Tamagotchis. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I, I think I, I think I had. Which one's the the poor one? I had the poor one. It was that or Gigapet. I think Gigapet was might have been the poor one. Okay. Tamagotchi was you couldn't find him, and there was a when I was in elementary school, there was a kid that had him, and he just was like, "Yeah, you want one? I can bring it." And I don't know <laughs> if his parents bought a pallet of these things or what it was, but he—that's how I got my first Tamagotchi. Nice. Yeah. What did you did you do good taking care of it or just? <laughs> that's actually a funny story. Is that I I I think I mean it was like seventeen days or something. Like it was crazy. <laughs> And I left it in my desk, and we kind of had rotating classrooms. This is in, like, third grade. And I came back to my desk, and I opened it, and it was just, it showed it. It's like an angel, and you can see the stars twinkling. <laughs> I remember it. that. I yeah, remember that's exactly that. what it was. <laughs> and uh, I remember just thinking, like, somebody must have done this to me. <laughs> you know, and I don't know what they could have done. Trail. I, I remember yeah. I kept coming back to mine and just seeing all, like, the digital poop and be like, ah, oh, who did <laughs> this? Poop. Yeah, I remember cleaning up a lot of a lot of stink band names. Yeah. Tamagotchi. Had, like, the little flies digital buzzing poop. around, too. So is that, that's what so cryptozoology like, no, is? No, that is yeah. not what cryptozoology is. Jesus, okay, <laughs> good. Yeah, yeah. so I'm picturing, like, so the guy sitting there playing Animal Crossing, he's like he's you know the he's cultivating his farm of of all this digital pets. yeah yeah that's what i'm picking no up. unfortunately sorry it doesn't revolve around gigapets or tamagotchi or digimon cryptozoology is basically picture the guys that like study like bigfoot and like the loch ness monster okay you know like squatching all this punks. stuff basically anything that sounds made up they're into that. Does that's, it include, that's does it include do. aliens? Uh, no, actually, I don't. I don't include aliens on that. Okay, because like that's actually more likely. That's your personal yeah. cryptozoology preference. Yeah, saying not uh, saying aliens. they're out there, but it's more likely. You know, okay. like what's what's the likelihood we see in a gorilla? In so okay, top forest. five. We're talking Sasquatch, Loch Ness monster. Mm. Chupacabra. Uh, Chupacabra. Yeah, Chupacabra's in there. Okay. Those are three ones I think of. I mean, like, uh, there's other stuff out there, like New Jersey Devil is kind of based in this. Uh-huh. Like, 
uh, like Mothman. There is like there is numerous other ones. Or just any like folktale type unicorns, stuff. leprechauns, werewolves. I, I probably not. I, I feel like that's fair. Children hunt leprechauns. You see a yeah. rainbow, you go for it. You yeah. think? Can I? I chase. Can we I get there? a few rainbows? Looking for the gold? Yeah. Come on. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. But anyways, cryptozoology. Yes, is the study of what basically just. Made up monsters. That's that's my interpretation of it, at least. Yeah. So that is the premise here. Now, ghost hunting. Yeah, I feel like that is fair. That's they're like paranormal, but I feel like it's it's in the same vein. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I feel it. All right. So now this one, we're gonna we're gonna start our story here. Now, Act One. You know, like I have named Act One the invitation. So I've already told you we get invited to this summit. Okay. So our story opens with our main character, and like I I do use a lot of placeholder names. So our placeholder name here is Jerry Henderson, and I'm sure you can probably Jerry? put that together. Put that together. Harry and the Hendersons. It's, yeah, it's got to be Harry and the Hendersons, right? Oh yeah, it's yeah. okay. No, it's, Jerry Henderson. Don't think too much into that. It's just you'll you'll see a few more of these pop up. Okay. Imagine so. all the crazy people that show up at this conference, though. I can't wait for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For, it's, it'll be it'll be a good time. So Jerry Henderson. All right, now he's. This is our main character. Now, I'm not using the word protagonist here. Not even anti-hero. He's just our main character. So okay. he is at home. He's in his home office. Now, this isn't a tip, typical home office, as you would expect. Jerry's office, there's monster memorabilia everywhere. You know, he's he is super into that stuff. Now, while he enjoys collecting, you know, things relating to any monster, his favorite's Bigfoot. He, he absolutely just loves Bigfoot. This is his... It's his thing, you know. Like he, exactly. It's the it's the the prize jewel, basically. Bigfoot. Yeah, really. We can prove uh, that. Yeah, when you think of like fake made up monsters, goat. you will think of so Bigfoot. You're telling me that if he found proof of a ghost, he'd be like, ah, but I wish it was a Bigfoot. No yeah, he just came be like, neat. Okay, <laughs> not quite. Still, he's not. His work's not done. Yeah, it's it's not done. You play, he'd probably like, I I knew it. <laughs> Yeah, so we okay. We knew it. No, you're good now. Like, uh, really, here, um, what kind of weird stuff do you think might be out there that monster hunters like might collect? Because I'm picturing like a very eccentric looking office here. Well, Bigfoot monster hunters, it's probably a lot of poop. If we're being honest, <laughs> I'm, I'm also my mind immediately is jumping to like making like fake stuff to sell to the people that, and like. Convincing them that oh yeah this was Dracula's coat and it wasn't even it's was just some cloak that's fair I found it yeah yeah no, I I picture a lot so, of that stuff so, too oh yeah the guy I bought it from says so it's Dracula's coat uh, yeah, it sounds legit. cool look so, at the tag Howl <laughs> Grove on Twitch says he loves Mothman is that a big Mothman like a uh, now Mothman I remember my really kind of the first time I even heard of it was in Fallout. Like Fallout 7. I think of Godzilla. That's all I know of Mothman. Or Mothman Prophecy. No, yeah, you think Mothra. Mothra. Yeah, that's Mothra. Mothman Not Prophecy. to be confused okay. is what I was thinking. Of. I know which one you're talking now, about. That don't remember the actual the movie Mothman itself. Mothman from the Prophecy. Like, that's the they're talking about. That's what I'm saying. I didn't know if it was an actual, like, Chupacabra, Bigfoot level. Yeah, Mothman, like, uh, I mean, it's it's in the folklore, just like the other stuff. Probably just not okay. talked about as I much. I much about it. Yeah. I think, I, think, I think Bigfoot would be poop. I think uh, Loch Ness Monster, I mean, it's got to be just photos. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, Bigfoot, I I see, like, the big foot casts. Like, this guy's probably got, like, like in the middle of his office, like, not even to the side. He's probably got, like, 
a stand that's like glass case. It's got so, this Bigfoot footprint. But <laughs> okay, is there just one single Loch Ness monster, or is there like a family, like a herd? A I think squad there's one, one, right? I mean, is I, there, I always thought it was. Is one? there just one Bigfoot, or is there like a big said, feet? Just a sad, lonely a Loch Ness monster. Yeah. <laughs> I know that is pretty lonely. Yeah. What a sad story. For how long yeah. have they been there? You know, like it's got to be. Just looking like, for another one. You know, that's a species, and there's more than... So Chupacabra out there. Chupacabra is the goat sucker. So I think yeah. that it would Lock be men. like uh, taxidermy... <laughs> I don't know. I know. I always just pictured like a pack of wild dogs. Like, I I don't know. Like, I don't really know much about okay. Chupacabra. So his but... office is pretty wild. Yeah. Is what wild. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's ex- super eccentric, you know, and I even pictured this guy being like the type that just like... He loves it so much. He's probably walking around in giant like Bigfoot slippers, oh, like uh, knocking shit over all oddities. the time. Oddities. Yeah. He's got like, you know, uh, different little creatures like in g- jars of formaldehyde or something <laughs> on his. I don't know if he's wow. that far. Well, I don't know. <laughs> They'd have to be real creatures, and I think he's hunting myths. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But yeah. It, but if uh, I'm assuming, like, I mean, he's got bumper stickers on his car. He's got shirts that have like Bigfoot on them and like, oh yeah, he's, he's that he's guy. deep into it. Like, is he old? White ponytail I'm picturing. This car stops for That's spot. pretty good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like that. That's exactly, <laughs> it'd be those all over the place. You know, it's funny, actually, on my way here earlier, I was behind a car that had like Bigfoot stickers like on their it was it was bumper stickers in their window. I was my like, man, what are the odds? Could have brought him. We could have interviewed him. <laughs> oh, no, he's have. got to drive the Bigfoot monster truck, right? If he's that <laughs> much uh, dedicated fan mm-hmm. now yeah so this guy like he is like this is the kind of guy you would find like doing like random interviews and just like you know that kind of stuff like you you can only imagine what i'm talking about you look on like the history channel which is so funny i mean he's like, the ex he's history the bigfoot expert on yeah. the history channel is what you're telling me yeah like that one yeah. guy who's on ancient aliens who's got like the you know hair teleporting up like him it's like that, but Bigfoot. Well, it's even like on Pawn Stars where they're like, yeah, this is my... This is a niche field. We need an expert. Yeah, this is a hat from, uh, you know, some this weird... Bigfoot's hat. World War II era, <laughs> but people that were really into, like, the punk rock music of the time. Right. And let me get my... I got a guy for that. Let me call the expert. <laughs> like, so it's a very niche... Yeah. A buddy of mine. I'm going to... Bigfoot loves punk rock. He's available. <laughs> so right. pistols. But anyways, yeah, our, our story opens with him. Now, he's got a pretty... Honestly, he's like pretty sad at this point. Now, Jerry's monster sad. <laughs> not maybe not quite, <laughs> but Jerry's had a lot of problems in the last few years. He he ran into a bit of trouble. Oh no. Now, in his office, you're going to see all the signs of impending financial ruin. Now, like even on that glass display I was talking about, they probably have like a for sale sign, you know, like it's it's sad. The the bills are piling up. There's a notice on his desk. He ripped off his door. Late payments. Repo guys mortgage. are there, like hauling couches. Yeah, yeah. This monster truck. They're pulling it right out of there somehow. With the and he noticed one of the repo guys was unusually. So he just bit off more than he could chew. <laughs> so far. Yep. So. Well, it's, it's it's a tough business. I think. I mean, even if you don't, even if you're competing with you, nobody and you have a monopoly, you're not I think producing a lot of results. Yeah. How to turn a buck? Yeah. Hunting Bigfoot. Exactly. Turning a profit, being crazy about Bigfoot. <laughs> But yeah, I, I think to uh, you know Savage's point earlier, he probably is like selling shirts and like doing all kinds of stuff just to try to make make money. Probably off yeah, I'm screaming out in the woods, just like yeah, exactly. Go out there. Yeah, right. I heard something. <laughs> yep, just anything he can do to get himself out there. But okay. as 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 you may have recalled, he's having a little bit of trouble. Yeah, you know, going. I'm going back though. Like 
the you the artifacts in his office. There's got to be a, <laughs> like a map or something. You know, oh yeah, this is the map to mm. make foot. But it's really like a foot on the map in Seven X. Terrible. Yeah, I'm picturing like a mission he couldn't complete. <laughs> it's obviously on fake, and he's wasted all of his money <laughs> on this stuff that is just nonsense. Yep. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, like that's that's you, you about to nail it. Yeah. He he's just some weirdo who loves Bigfoot, and then but he he's he's seen some trouble. Uh, we'll we'll get into this. Um, so this all starts with a scandal a few years back. Now, in his, you know, office full of monster memorabilia, there stands a disgraced cryptozoologist after many years at the top of his profession. Now, what could have disgraced a cryptozoologist? Because we got to think about that. I would say faking evidence, <laughs> right? I mean, that would be the, the most obvious one is that you lied about something being real yeah or i mean like in this isn't what i have here but think about like if they were right but it was if it didn't meet all their crazy bullshit that they normally spew like i feel like they'd have to walk back by like no that's bullshit that's not bigfoot someone just released <laughs> some, some kind of like weird creature in here that's yeah. not bigfoot okay so he's he's a fringe crypto zoologist <laughs> i mean not accepted that. by the main community <laughs> hey you, you can say that I think it's got to be a trust thing because a lot of these things you can fake. Like, I mean, wasn't the original Bigfoot footage the guy came forward? That yeah, I, I think I know what you're talking. Somebody about. paid him to wear a suit, and then they you yeah, know, just whatever. kind of odd shaped guy kind of had a weird he walk, just like yeah. Bigfoot in that video. And then yeah. it made sense because he he knew that they filmed from horseback. And then if you watch the video again, it's like wow, it is pretty obvious. I never would have thought of that. And um, so that's, I think that would be the biggest disgrace is if you're lying about findings, because if the people you're competing with, if they're honest, they're finding nothing. <laughs> so it's got to be pretty disheartening when you find out that this guy lied about. So it's like, uh, like going out into the fields late at night with boards and making your own crop circles. And then you're like, oh, look, and then, just yeah, look at this crazy exactly. thing. The aliens. Did. I, I yeah. think that would probably be the biggest disgrace thing you could do. Yeah, you know, you guys are onto something here. So, kind of what what I have here, and now this is obviously just one scenario. I mean, I think a lot of things could disgrace a cryptozoologist if we're being. Well, honest. there's a million ways <laughs> to disgrace him, but I think this is the most. Uh, this is the clearest path. Yeah, you know. So, so here's an option that I that I wrote out because I had to have a driving point. So I, I went with this. Now, one option for this scenario is that th you know he's at the pinnacle of his career. And he lands a deal with Netflix. And I'm spelling Netflix with a CKS at the end. No you know, no problems here. Yeah. So oh, Netflix. Spell it. Yeah. Now, he gets this documentary, lands it with them to finally uncover Bigfoot. You know, but during the events of this documentary, it is found that he's faking the whole thing because obviously. But Bigfoot, so Netflix found out and they're pissed. Oh, they're pissed. But he uses his very. What did you expect Netflix? It's Bigfoot. <laughs> so did he have like. A public following before this, or like I, I feel like he would have launched his. No, no, no. I feel like he had a following. So he's probably like a this. YouTuber, you know. Yeah, sure. Something like that. They just kind of saw like Netflix just found him just being some weirdo. It's like we could make some money it's off like, of this. He's got views, and we can definitely see the humor in this. Yeah, yeah, we can definitely use this. I could see that. But yeah, during his uh, <laughs> during his documentary, it turns out that he was faking this so hard that the Bigfoot that he used, because he actually had a Bigfoot. But it was just his hairy cousin with werewolf syndrome, and if you don't know what that is, it is hypertrichosis. So let's let's <laughs> we got to paint the picture here again. So this is a guy. Where are we meeting him? This is the movie. 
Yeah. Where where would we jump in is the movie. It's setting. It's showing him in his office. He's got the artifacts. This is who the guy is. He's very impressive. You think, okay, he's this guy's an impressive Bigfoot hunter. Yeah. And then he walks out of his house and what, like, I mean, I would say news cameras flashing and reporters, <laughs> but it would really probably be like two guys from the internet with an iPhone in right. his face. Yeah. It's being like, like Tell us that you lied. Admit that you lied. saw this. Admit you lied. And he's just like, get on, you know, like, yeah. that, I feel like that would be the start is you, you see him looking at his credentials and then he walks out. You, you realize everybody's like, you're a fucking liar. Yeah. And that's the end, you know, and then it's just like, okay, so this is this guy. Yeah. Basically. You know? Yeah. So it kind of, when we come in, I feel like it kind of like the camera just looks at all like yeah. the memorabilia. So we're just kind of showing everything, you know, and it's only like after a little bit of maybe exposition or whatever. We start to see, yeah. you know, these are the bills that are piling up. This is everything that's kind of going wrong. He and had it all. He, he yeah. has a white ponytail, though, right? Can we? Agree He's on got that? to. Okay, like, yeah. too close to the sun. Safari hat, white ponytail, eye glasses. Yeah, white beard. I are we going with like Doc Antle from like uh, Tiger King? Yes, <laughs> actually, I think no, no. Uh, I thought that was the guy. like if Steve Irwin was in Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> all right. No, you mean Jurassic Park. If Steve Irwin was in Jurassic Park, yeah, I'm going to picture the Jurassic Park guy, <laughs> but with a ponytail and and what was it, same, John Hammond? Same everything of Dickens, like yeah. the older guy, right? That we're talking about? No, the white, the scientist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's his island. Yeah, yeah, John Hammond. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Nope. So, but anyways, like, uh, so for this, you know, little bit we have right here. Yeah, but it turns out it's just his hairy cousin with hypertrichosis. Now, this is a real disease. You can actually look this up. Yeah, I saw a father just and son like, video. Yeah, yeah. Face covered in, in hair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so all of them covered in hair. Hair everywhere, basically. We'll just, we'll just even give him a little credit. Maybe the guy was a little on the taller side. Does he have big feet? Uh, you know what? For the sake of the story, no. No. <laughs> so he just no, doesn't. Here's the thing. So a guy whose whole career is based on finding Bigfoot, he has to fake it. And he can't just do fake hair. It, he's He lucked into having a very hairy cousin with hypertrichosis to to do it. No yeah. makeup. Yeah, no makeup. No, 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 no. no prosthetics, no makeup. Just, hey, what's his cousin's name? Um, Imagine it's, this. It's, it's Ted. This conversation. Ted. So, <laughs> yep, Ted. Ted. I need you to do me a favor. And I need you to keep your mouth shut. Hey, Ted, it's Jerry. <laughs> yeah. I need you to. <laughs> I, got, I got something cooking. Yeah, and how'd you like to be famous? <laughs> right, you know, as part of this documentary, I kind can't of talk like, about this on the phone. I kind of feel like a little bit of the premise could be like, you know, maybe like uh, there. I looked this up; it's a real story that there is a there's somebody claiming to like be exchanging gifts with Bigfoot, so they feel like they could like. This is a real story. Yeah, this is actually oh, a real story. Well, well, no, I explain, have linked it in my notes. Explain. We like it. Leave his sacrifice out for the Bigfoot, and then in return, he'll bring you. Yeah, like I, I, I have, I'll be honest, I skimmed it. it. A, a dead squirrel. I think it was actually poorly <laughs> like whittled like wood. I'm pretty sure is what it was. That's what the human would give Bigfoot. No, Bigfoot gave the human that. So what's, he's got knives. He's still practicing. Maybe he's just got long nails. You know who knows? It could be. Could be. It could be. But. I see this being like this this documentary being like super hyped by Netflix. It's a documentary. Oh, you're right. His series. Yeah, we're making the movie, but in the movie, he's making a documentary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, gotcha. yeah. In this part, so, so this is a bit of a flashback. You know, we'll just call it that. Watch, like, watch. Yeah, exactly. So, but <laughs> I like that. But uh, the documentary, like, it's, it's getting super hyped by Netflix, but to the point where, like, right now, like, uh, this will kind of date this podcast here, but. 
we just had Barbenheimer. Now, if you don't know what that is, the movie Barbie and the movie Oppenheimer released on the same weekend. And it, it at this point, it's past $2 billion at the box office. It was huge. Now, marketing companies are trying to capitalize on this. And they're trying to find the next two things to like force together. So why did those two get lumped together? It's, I mean, it, obviously, it's a they, obviously they open together, but yeah. I feel like there's it's, no crossover. There's not. I feel like it's, it's because they're so polar opposite. Is so it's, so it's, mm. if you're going to the movies this weekend, you're going to see this mm. or you're going to see this. Yeah. That's what it is. is She's what, going to that one. He's going to that. That's essentially the question. Could is, be. Which yeah. one did you see? Yeah. Is that the, is that why it you became a thing? You know, what's funny. I saw Barbie. I haven't seen Oppenheimer. <laughs> Ryan Gosling was amazing in it. Nothing funny about that. <laughs> Listen, we're just either. being we're being I've, honest. I've, I've, I've seen either of them. <laughs> uh, but anyways, like so, the Netflix is really trying to hype this up. It's it's the next Barbenheimer. But I I was trying to find well, what, what's the, what's the Barbie to the Oppenheimer? What's the other show? Actually, I have that here. So it's going to be a Bat Boy. Remember Bat Boy? No. Weekly World News. I wanted to find two things that were polar opposite. So well, what was it? A Bigfoot. Yeah. So little, don't think yeah. too hard into that. It's so, more of the spirit of Barbie and I. And it's coming out on Netflix at the same time. Yeah. And that's, what are you watching? That's what it is. Yeah. What are you going to binge this weekend? Oh, God. So you're asking us. I, I have one, but you guys can go ahead. Like, I can I can give you the example first. It's up to you. Polar opposite. Yeah, just, just think. Polar opposite of a finding. Nothing to do with it. You know, like, it's just oh, that much of a contrast. Exactly, so but. Almost everything has nothing to do with Bigfoot. It would be like well, the sure. Jeffrey Dahmer show that came out or something. Yeah, sure. It would be, uh, yeah. that's what I would pick. I think that's what I see as something that's is a totally different vibe. This one, we're, we're goofing off, we're in the woods. Yeah. It's just me, but let's just pretend, please, guys. <laughs> like, that's the, uh, the his show. And then the other one would yeah. be like a hard-hitting drama, A-list actors. <laughs> that's what I see. Is he's competing with real television yeah you know <laughs> well where i have it and I'll, I'll, I'll give you mine is uh i felt it was just more just like this he would be doing like a, a serious documentary because come on cryptozoology they're taking themselves too seriously so he's going to try to do some real serious documentary i've never watched them but are they really taking themselves oh they seriously? take themselves so seriously well i guess you're it's right I've seen, I've seen the ghost hunting and that's the <laughs> closest comparison i can make and those guys they're getting pretty sketched out in those houses. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they are. I mean, they're pretty a little sketched spooky. out in there. It's a little spooky. Yeah. So what I have releasing at the same time on Netflix, and so our documentary we're making here is Friending Sasquatch, but it's releasing at the same time as the Cabbage Patch movies. It's the Cabbage Patch Kids movie and oh, Friending and Sasquatch. And it's, it's a big... Cabbage Squatch. It's a big... <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think we have our title. <laughs> cabbage Squatch. I don't like that, but go on. So, but, but I, let's, the Cabbage Patch movie is not on, it's not, it's believable. Yeah, it, okay. it really is. I feel like that is believable. The Cabbage Patch movie and it being a big thing and everybody's talking about it, the kids and Cabbage Patches are back. Yeah, they're back. Wow. Like everybody can buy them. Oh, yeah. I think we just predicted Yeah, something. I don't want to see Cabbage Patch movie, but I'd rather go see the Sasquatch. It's coming. Yep. So if you have somebody you. owns that IP Man. and they want to cash in, they'll do a special edition Cabbage Patch Kid that's Bigfoot. <laughs> like, how cool would that be? Dude, Cabbage Patch <laughs> were so big and they've been gone. <laughs> and if they, if a movie could bring that back, somebody's sitting on that IP. This I'd rather see I the Garbage Pail Kids. Oh, yeah, I'm Cabbage sure. Pet. Garbage Pail Kids would be good. Yep, Garbage Pail Kids. I remember that. Remember the Toxic uh, Crusaders? Uh, I only remember the Toxic Avenger. Well, he was one of them. Okay. They made toys, and the one okay. he, 
Never mind. Yeah, Troma. Look, yeah. Troma, right? Troma. Of okay. All right. But yeah, so like I, I thought cabbage squatch was a was a pretty funny <laughs> was a pretty funny marketing tactic for this. Year. I'm a happier person having heard it. <laughs> I'll yeah. say that. Yeah. Like I feel like my life has improved <laughs> since I've heard those words. Now, that one word. <laughs> All right. Now, what things from Jerry's past in cryptozoology might be funny here? I don't know if we want to explore a little bit further. Now, I, I feel like I kind of put this in the wrong spot. We probably would have done this before. Has right? it always been just 100% about Bigfoot, or did he... He's he really into Bigfoot. And, and, he's, and he's solo. He's always been solo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we have some funny to work in there, obviously. I, I think it's funny to think of maybe a, a duo hunting Bigfoot, and then there being a big dramatic falling out between them, <laughs> like screaming at each other in the woods, and, you know, or, you're pooping Cheers. too close to camp, Bigfoot will never come, that's why... You know, it's funny, actually, like uh, the next like little note I had here kind of plays into that a little, uh, but maybe I'm going to change the note a little bit here. I feel like there's like a bro-y breakup in his past. I'm picturing with his, with his beginning that uh, he didn't always start out with, with Sasquatch, who maybe like tried like an exorcism at first and had like really bad experience. He became a that. priest, couldn't find and a priest. Maybe tried like, <laughs> is there such thing as a Loch Ness monster and that wasn't as fun? <laughs> is there such thing as a good exorcism experience? <laughs> like you're like, that was great. Like applause all around. Everybody just isn't for me. <laughs> um, but no, like the note I had, like maybe these, like you're talking like the two guys falling out, maybe they fought over some Bigfoot droppings. And like, no, it's my Bigfoot poop. I'm going to turn it into science for so, the money. So in his office, he has a half of a... Uh, like, like a, a half a turd? Like a half of a pancake. <laughs> <laughs> While the other guy has the other half in his office, and they both look at it, and it's kind of like when you're looking... Like, when I look at the moon, I wonder if you're looking at the same moon at the same time. <laughs> a BFF. Like, I'm picturing a... Uh, like, like a locket-shaped <laughs> heart. That no, like, remember Legends of the BFFs? Legends of the Hidden Temple, when they would break the pendants in half. Yeah. Sometimes they'd have a half pen oh, and a full one. I always wanted yeah. to be on that. I oh, we all did. And it, it was looked so easy to put the monkey together. <laughs> yeah. And they just nobody could do it. It, it really did. I, I remember pieces, that. Right? Yeah. Three pieces. And yeah. it's a monkey. We've all seen it. There's just it's like three triangles, like pull it together. One of them's like the whole head. <laughs> it's like clearly that goes on top. I feel like our memories of Legends of the Hidden Temple are fonder because you had to sit through that stone faced guy telling you Olmec? Well, you had to sit through a story, it. and the story was never interesting as a kid. You wanted to watch the games. Yeah. So you had to sit through the story, and then once you got through it, you're like, all right, it's game time, and your endorphins were through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I feel like that was it. You're like, here it is. Hit me with the... Somebody's going to put them on right. together this time. Yeah. So with this BFF that we're looking at here, I do, I do feel that maybe one of them eventually is like, you know what, I'll, I, I think I'm just going to get it tested. Let's just see what it is. Maybe they take a scraping, and it, and it kind of like comes back, you're like... Sorry, man. I don't know what to tell you, but this is just like the fecal matter of like a four hundred pound man. This is just human <laughs> shit. Like, it was. Yeah, ex, that's what it would. Like, see this here. That's clearly the indications of Taco Bell. I didn't even need a microscope. His ex Bigfoot hunting partner. <laughs> it was. They tested it. and It's like Brian. It was yours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nobody's happy about this. I've, I hired a guy to get it out of my office. <laughs> they, they came in in hazmat suits. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't want to do it. <laughs> The uh, guy who did it was like, I tried to tell you the whole time, but you kept saying it's Bigfoot. You put it under, you preserved it under glass immediately, and you he like tr yeah. did a special treatment office. on it. I don't think there's a whole lot of uh, due diligence in the whole field. No, I I don't think so at all. I think it's the exact opposite. I think it's just like, hey, I think this might be Bigfoot poop, and as soon as another guy says, 
I think you're right. You say, this is going right to my office. <laughs> That's going under glass. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm keeping this. Somebody agreed with me, and you call yourself a scientist, so I'm going to quote you as one. <laughs> and this is going in my office. <laughs> Just like on the show, we're writers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pretty loose. Uh, all right. So now after, you know, this whole thing here, now where Jerry differs from what you would expect out of a typical cryptozoologist is he actually owns the scandal. He owns it. He just completely is like, you know what? That was my hairy cousin. I hired him. Uh, one of, I just wanted to get more people talking about Bigfoot. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, okay. it's, it's it's fine. Like, uh, I don't know. For some reason, my note's not in here. Now, respectable. Maybe most I, guys would be like, yeah, but you could understand how I, you know what I mean? And it's like, no, you, you're a liar, dude. Right. You went out to find Bigfoot and you did. He doesn't exist. You're lying. <laughs> You know exactly. Yeah, no, it for the views. No one note. I actually like uh, skipped over here. I think I worked it in a weird spot. Bigfoot. Um, now his cousin that he had doing this. I do feel like he played the long game here. His cousin actually lived in this guy's woods for probably like eight months. <laughs> He's a method actor. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It was he like got Daniel Day Lewis in there to, yeah. to go and method act. Oh, yeah. Bigfoot in this guy's woods <laughs> to like whittle down he like really these dolls it. and crap. But yeah, I, I know he played the long game. Let's go back to the trading with Bigfoot. We never really... So you said Bigfoot gave carvings. Did they... Yeah. Were, what, the relationship just fizzled out? I mean, I yeah, I don't really have anything for that. I feel like that was kind of the setup to but get But you said it was a Jerry real story. Here. Yeah, no, it is a real story. I, I, I'll i be honest, I skimmed it. Because it was like so silly. I was like, I got what I need. I looked at the first paragraph. <laughs> like, they're very... It's very wishful thinking. It's like you wake up and you look out there and like, Oh, you left me this poorly whittled stick it yeah. must be from bigfoot it's a sign yeah honey i got this weird thing for bigfoot grab me some berries to put out here put some more baby back ribs out for bigfoot tomorrow and <laughs> see if the bones come back this time <laughs> i think he likes the marrow uh but no like i i feel like he did play a long game like he had his cousin living in the woods to but do this whole thing this is what's got an iphone jerry there is it, if if it was out there you would get a picture of it like so someone take a a video, yes. take a picture of right. Big and 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 here's the thing too is nowadays I feel like if you really want to sell like the Bigfoot footage, we've all seen it. Like yeah. the one about the guy water, the one that oh, yeah, yeah. came out yeah. later. The famous footage, oh yeah, it's famous footage, right? And there's really only the one. And now everybody's got a camera. I feel like if you really want to sell it, you need to get your cousin to come out, <laughs> your hairy cousin to come out in a place where there's strangers as well. Like yeah. a lot of people, a lot of people need to see Bigfoot, and you need to have an exit strategy. They're going to see you, and you're going to get the fuck out of there, and nobody's going to be able to get the real proof. And I feel like that's... Call back there. <laughs> well, that's the proof. And it was, what I'm saying is that, like, you can't just have a video these days. I feel like there yeah. needs to be, like, multiple videos, multiple right. angles. It really? Like, these days, like, I feel like it'd be way too easy to actually find one of these things. You need, like, to, stage, real. You need to stage the sighting, and it, it can't just be you and your buddy got the video, because... Right. There's so many, you look up alien footage on oh, yeah. YouTube or something, and it's there's just a million things, and so many of them are like, at a glance, they're fake. Yeah, oh yeah. So like, you'll never even get anybody's right. attention. Right. But if you get a situation where like there's like four different angles, and you people literally aren't affiliated with each other, you've confused the strangers in the area, <laughs> then that can probably go viral, because then people are going to be excited for like, here, we got another angle of Bigfoot, and it's the same sighting, but it's... You know, now yeah. we get another resurgence of it, and now everybody's seen it, like the famous footage. 
And it's believable because you can interview different people who legitimately think they saw Bigfoot. They're right. Yeah, act. exactly. You tricked them. Right. Well, so let's recap here. Like, <laughs> all right. Uh, this is the guy. He was invited to the conference. Not yet. We're getting to that, though. Okay. Okay. So he deserves an invitation. <laughs> okay. So this guy, he lives for Bigfoot. He loves that shit. Uh, and he, you know, yeah, maybe he made a career out of it. Like, ha- he's got a little Patreon or something. He's like, anybody that also wants yeah. to, you know, truth, the truth seekers out there that want to <laughs> help me find Bigfoot. Yeah, I see it as like a... And party with him. I, I see, I mean, really, I see all cryptozoologists as kind of scammers. So they're probably just like, you know, getting anything they can to just go, like, go camping with their buddies. So, I mean, well, come on, let's be honest. They're getting somebody else to foot the bill of their camping and maybe addiction. maybe next week we'll find them. <laughs> exactly. I heard some weird knocking from this direction. We're gonna move here. the tent. <laughs> I feel like there's a there's a there's a line because I feel like you start it probably in legitimate interest. There's a reason you go into it, right? Yeah. And you go and you try it and it's not really working, but then maybe you make a YouTube channel and then it slowly oh hey, now I can monetize it now. Hey, there's actually a little bit of money coming in. Hey, I got a donation. I got a t shirt. And then very quickly you you're incentivized to like, okay, this is what I do now. Yeah. Like the people that do watch me Right. I'm having so much fun doing this, I can't stop. You know, like I gotta make a Well, it's just kind of like, oh, people believe that I am a scientist at this point. It's like I never went to school for it. And why wouldn't I just keep going with this? Right. You know? So that's kind of how I probably view these people is like it just at some point it worked and they were like, oh, there's a, I, I got to check. I'm going to do that again. Right. You know? Yeah. So yeah. I agree. They're probably like scammers to an extent. But I feel like it so, had to have started somewhere genuine. So yeah. he builds you know? up this, you know, small following. He decides this is going to make my mark, going to involve my hairy cousin in this. Plot. Yes. And then is He's there a specific <laughs> incident? <laughs> yeah. Is there like a defining moment of like you said, like a bunch of people saw this happen? Yeah, there like, is... that was the famous event that really like right. you know, reignited well, the flame for Bigfoot. Finding the proof would put you over the top. Now your following probably explodes and then you get found a fraud. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like I'm with Bigfoot <laughs> hanging out at the in, in our In our world of, you know, algorithms and going viral and things like that, finding the proof and being found out a fraud later probably works in your favor. I feel like by the end of that, you're still more famous it's than no you were. Bad press. Especially <laughs> owning it, like you said. Maybe yeah. he gets a, maybe yeah. they give him a pass because let's put it this way the people that are binging his stuff and they're big fans, they they don't want to see anything that says it's not true. So they're right. quick to like just come back. Yeah, it's like when wrestling told you that it was fake. Yeah. Like it's when, still real to me. Well, like when they finally came out and they were like, it's fake, but it's sports entertainment yeah. quote, you know, exactly. Like, and they said like, it is fake. Everybody's still tuned in Monday. They're right. Just like, yeah, yeah. Who gives a shit? This is right. fun. We're having fun here. You got, I feel like know. that's the Bigfoot fans too. Yeah. You know? So no, like I'm, I'm glad you actually put it that way. Cause that is kind of how I have it written in here. Um, so basically like, yeah, he owns this scandal. Uh, and you know, he just says to everybody, he was like, yeah, it's my cousin. He's hairy and here he is, you know? So I, I faked it all. What was what you were talking about? Uh, Ted. Yeah. Ted. This is Ted. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, trichosis Ted. Yeah. yeah. Like I didn't have anything specific that kind of gave it away in there, but I feel like, you know, if we're doing this in 2023, someone's like, dude, that's just your hairy cousin. Like, yeah. you know, come on, like be real here. And then like huge scandal breaks out. He loses the documentary. Maybe they sue him. Maybe that's why he's having so much, so much money trouble. Sure, um, like, but but that makes sense. Yeah, however it goes down, he just he owns it. 
So who sues you? You would think Netflix. Oh, you faked it on Netflix. Oh yeah, it was a bad deal. That's a scandal. Yeah, and the, the, okay, all right, all right. Yeah, they'd be pissed. Yeah, exactly. They, as soon as it's blowing off, that like, yeah, they probably pull his show even, or there's a disclaimer at the beginning being like, "This is bullshit." <laughs> right, exactly. He found out this guy actually just has a hairy cousin. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, they have to work Ted into the credits as Bigfoot. <laughs> Ted gets his own dating show on Netflix. Or yeah, something. he's like SAG eligible, um, but no, like a. Uh, so, but he owns this, and then sometime, you know, after dealing with the fallout of the Netflix scandal, Jerry found that he could no longer find any work. So, Ted's but, fame explodes, but Jerry is like, he is feeling the shadowing. The he's, in, he's in Ted's shadow now. Right. Ted, yeah. Ted, Ted goes on up. A, he writes a book. He goes on a long time. I don't know. I People feel like Ted gets arrested Ted. for indecent exposure. So you would think if he's faking Bigfoot. I mean, so it'd be another yeah. quick, ten, people love Ted for a minute, and then Ted has his own scandals. But <laughs> <laughs> very quickly, we're like, you know what? I guess we didn't know much yeah, about Ted Ted was yet. kind of a weird <laughs> Yeah. I, I shouldn't have hitched to Ted's carriage. <laughs> yeah, I should have hitched my wagon to his star. <laughs> yeah, like this. We didn't know much about Ted when I went all in. <laughs> yeah. I But I feel well, I Jerry gets to Ted. the point where, you know, he's dealt with all this. Behind the scenes. Yeah, maybe he's a couple years behind him, you know, but not being able to find any work anywhere and still wanting to continue with Bigfoot stuff, he starts a podcast. I feel like this okay. is this is his outlet to just, just still be relevant in his Bigfoot He's world. vlogging. Yeah, exactly. He, yeah. That's, that's what he's doing these days. But I feel that he becomes, it's a persona. And, like, you know, I don't want to necessarily get into some of, like, the ridiculous personas out there. You can kind of use your imagination. But he's very animated about this. He's... He, just like he's spouting off everything, like he firmly believes all of it. You know, like yeah, it's sensationalized. Every anybody, exactly. any naysayer is like out to get him. The fake British accent. Yeah, and we'll say like this. You know, it starts to gain like yes. a little bit of traction. <laughs> yes, Australian maybe even or British or something. But yes, this guy's. It's not. You can't just be from America and be going this hard. I think. <laughs> Like, yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just some kind of weird persona. Like you could, like I said, use your imagination. It doesn't really matter yeah. so much here. But like what something ends he's up gone happening. He's fraud now. Yeah. He's using fake accents. He's, yeah, he's really leaning into it. Yeah. So, so, but something happens. Now I have a couple ideas for this, but something happens to make his podcast an internet sensation. You know, I don't know what it would be, you know, necessarily. Uh, what could happen on a podcast to like really blow up? And really, we would love to know. So put it in the chat. Yeah. Uh, what what could what could possibly happen with this Bigfoot podcast? We'll say uh, there could be other monsters. That maybe who knows? You maybe know. everybody viewing and listening shared it with a friend. Yeah, that they would be are, very helpful. Everyone liked probably. and subscribed. Uh, no, we were worried last time we had uh, bats in the studio that were <laughs> randomly popping out of our missing uh, tile in our drop ceiling. <laughs> and uh, I think they're gone now, but I, I always thought that that would be a pretty good uh, viral clip. Yeah, if there's you know, an, act an active bat <laughs> If a bat situation. flew into frame right now and landed on my face and I gave the scream that that <laughs> that, that situation warranted, <laughs> I feel like, uh, yeah, that might boost your numbers a bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, And again, I didn't really have much for this. I figured, like, yeah, I just kind of wrote in a random bat attack and, like, just some silly, something silly happens. You wrote in bat attack? I did. I wrote well, in bat so attack. So we're on the... You definitely <laughs> haven't forgotten the fear. I have. Last time, not at all in this room. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, but whatever happens, you know, in this podcast, um, you know, it, it really takes off, you know, yeah. and now he's starting to make the money. Bigfoot, he's, he's got his career back. Bigfoot called in. 
<laughs> yeah. And his numbers blew so, up. <laughs> so not Ted, but like quote unquote actual Bigfoot called in. Yeah. I, yeah. I, mean, I don't know what will that sound like. <laughs> they did a, they did a <laughs> two hour they did a two hour interview. They went deep with it and he has somehow re-earned the trust of the listeners yeah. with that. Bigfoot really it, has it, was just to, it was just all about whittling. <laughs> Yeah, be, the became, fine art of whittling wood. He, he transitions into a, like a how-to YouTube channel for just whittling. I would watch that <laughs> YouTube channel. Yeah, Bigfoot. Now, what what other kind of like whittling guests or personalities could we see kind of like joining or calling into this podcast? Like, I feel like it's just so stupid that you'd find some like really just dumb well, stuff. Like, we, you know, I, 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 thing. I think we already went over to be ghost hunters a lot, and I think they'd be calling in. You know, I actually did. I tell you, well, or just as guests no, or enough. something. Yeah, yeah. Did, I, did you know I've actually gone ghost hunting before? Uh, you, I think you have mentioned it. I, I, I would love I, you to tell the story. I worked at a job where this guy uh, told me he did ghost hunting, and I was just kind of like, I'd do that. And he was <laughs> in his 40s. I was 20. And uh, he had been doing it a lot. He had the audio recorders. He had the camera. He had like a couple devices, some gadgets. <laughs> and uh, we went to a cemetery that was notoriously haunted in our area. And... It's pretty boring. You walk around and you got to freak yourself out a little bit. But then uh, at one point I heard it sounded like a woman's blood curdling scream swept over this. And I was far from him at this point in this big cemetery. And I immediately just started walking his way. I was terrified. I was just like, oh my God, what was that? We found a ghost. We're all being haunted. And I went there and the guy was laughing at me. He said it was an owl in a tree. But I, <laughs> like, I swear to God, it was it was the scariest noise I'd ever heard. <laughs> and uh yeah you just you walk around and you read headstones and you go oh that that's pretty old that's spooky no i gotta I, I gotta say you know boys we're in for a two-parter we're in for a two-parter here okay that's good so that's fine just uh you know for the viewers here too we're, we're in for a two-parter we'll stay on we'll stay on the stream yeah. okay but we've, we've got a lot of material here um so now after you know the podcast stuff happens like i said he's gained his career back uh it not, but sometime after feeling you know at the top again Jerry begins to question himself and what this podcast may be doing. Because you got to remember, he actually has one thing that he's done right. He owned that scandal. So he's, he's, not, he's not completely infallible, obviously. But deep down in his heart, it's his strength. Yeah. He knows he'll, he'll, he knows he'll never find Bigfoot and can no longer buy into Bigfoot's existence completely. He's having some soul searching here. He can't buy into it completely because of the whole scandal. It rocked him to his core. So yeah, he's starting to question his Bigfoot beliefs. Now, what might happen to bring Jerry to this feeling? Could be self-doubt after the Netflix incident? Could there be some kind of random things that happen? I think a flood of shitty YouTube comments <laughs> that would probably <laughs> maybe bring him down a notch. Maybe people yeah. have just been like telling him just like, you got to grow up. You got to get, you know. <laughs> Finds a way to search it. Out filter out KYS. <laughs> it's just like so many of them. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I feel like he, he just... You know, he, he's owned this, and now he's at the point where he is having this self-doubt. So that doesn't change anything with him, though. He's just kind of holding it deep down, and he's continuing to spew his bullshit on his podcast. You know, he, he's still this random persona, this wild guy on, on there that's just raving about Bigfoot. 
Um, so he continues doing the podcast. So he said the podcast blew up again, though? Yeah, yeah, it definitely did. It took off. Now, maybe he's even doing some of his other stuff he was doing before. I don't know what that is, camping with his friends, really, but he's uh, he's got his career back. He's so got people he's like, stable. this is wrestling now. People know it's fake. They're tuning in. They enjoy it. N- not, he's really, not really. A lot, I think, let's put it this way. The people that get deep into this kind of stuff, They'll ignore the glaring proof that you're a liar. You're right. Exactly. And no one can continue to listen. It's not, it's, I feel like wrestling, it's like we're having fun here. The Bigfoot thing is more of like, man, I put a thousand hours into this. I can't face <laughs> I myself. can't walk away from if it. I <laughs> just admit that I've been well, scammed, you know? You know, I'm sure some people are just joking about like the birds aren't real thing. Right. You know, but then yeah. there's probably space isn't like, real. Like, you know, I bet they're on to something. Yeah. So so him, like I said, deep down, I feel like he's not necessarily going to say Bigfoot doesn't exist, but he's not what he was before where he's like, yeah, Bigfoot exists. You know what I mean? He's he's like soul searching. It's kind of okay. tearing but apart. Isn't that the honest guy you'd want to follow if you were going to watch a Bigfoot That's not how he presents it, though. Okay. Because I was going to say, but isn't, isn't that who you'd want to watch if you were on Netflix and a guy's like, hey, we don't have any proof. We don't know if Bigfoot exists, but we're going to find out. Yeah, that's the logical thinker that I want to yeah. follow into the. Woods. I know this right. is complete bullshit, but we're gonna have fun. Well, it's kind of like that's like a good preacher. Like at the end of the day, he's just kind of like, look, nobody really knows, but this is the best one. You know right. what I mean? Like that's kind of that's what I feel like the Bigfoot thing is. Like you want a guy who's gonna level with you and be like, look, I don't have any proof, but we're gonna we're gonna really work to find that middle of the road. Yeah, you know, skeptic. Exactly. Well, that's it's just like, hey, level with me. And if you yeah. level with your viewers, that'd be the best way. But it doesn't sound like Larry wants to do that. No, it's Jerry. Yeah. It's Jerry. Well, Jerry Henry. It rhymes with Harry. In the <laughs> and that's fair enough. Far, far as I got with So him. he keeps, you know, he keeps doing the podcast. He's staying in his persona. He's doing events. You know, I, I picture him doing like whatever, like the Bigfoot equivalent of like a Comic-Con is. Like he's doing that, you know, like he's doing all this this stuff. And one day a letter shows up. And this letter, it's an invitation, and it's to The Cryptid, which is the title of this episode, a resort and event center in Bermuda, and it is a VIP speaker pass to the first World Cryptozoology Summit. In the Bermuda Triangle? It's, we'll get there. It's, it's yes. in Bermuda. And uh, this is, now this is an all-expenses-paid trip for him to speak at the summit in his area of Bix's expertise, which is obviously Bigfoot. And the letter states that many like-minded individuals from all over the world will be in attendance. So now you are, we'll just give him a little bit of credit here. He's soul searching and he gets this letter. You know, what do you, what kind of internal struggle do you it think? It would be like Harry there? getting the letter from Hogwarts. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> That's yeah, the way I kind of picture just, it too. I don't imagine. Reaffirmed. I imagine him leaning more into, yes, Bigfoot's out there. And I almost feel like, I feel like there would be a strong push for a guy who's already lied before and said and planned something to maybe show up with, he wants to have big news at the conference, <laughs> is what I'm predicting. So, oh, so you're saying he doesn't want to just go there. He wants to go there and like- You don't want to show up there and be he's like- He's going to go there and make a splash. Huh? You don't want to show up and be like, yeah, I'm Jerry, the guy who hunts for Bigfoot, but I also am a known liar. <laughs> he wants to show up being like, I'm Jerry, and wait till you see this shit. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> this shit right here. It might be some shit, but it's... Yeah. yeah, so what I have is just after some internal reflection, Jerry decides, you know what? There's no harm in accepting this invitation, and maybe I'll come clean later. You know, it's like, I'm going to go do this. It's 
all expenses paid trip. It's Wait, like Bermuda. So we, you're saying you're saying he hasn't come clean yet? Yeah, in, uh, as far as no, no, no. Like this is more just like in his book. Oh, about his, his news. Yes, he's questioning himself. Exactly. Yeah. This exactly. A, this is a moment of a moment of doubt for a, a grown man. This is. Yeah, it's it's going to be the trip it gets, lifetime it for gets him. Deep when you you spent this much time and all of a sudden you say. What am I really doing here, people? Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, like in looking over this, like it's it's got all the details. It's got the itinerary, his flights first class. They included a thousand dollar voucher for any travel expenses. They already paid for his trip. You know, as far as like the flight and everything, he's staying there for free. He was staying. It's super nice. Like, oh, sorry. Like this, uh, some said slightly, but they're gonna keep him at like a for the connecting flight and everything at the super nice hotel at the airport so he's going to be staying there the night before no way he's going to miss his flight they're doing everything to try to like you know take care of this guy and make sure that he's going to be on that flight so you know and here it's kind of like you know what other kind of amenities might we have to like really like kind of seal the deal like i feel like there's we list these things that are like the obvious stuff and he's like free spa treatment too like dude i'm going like maybe they do something with your ponytail like i don't know like I don't know what else. What else oh, he's, he's definitely going to take us to Barbenheimer. Yeah, of course. Like, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, he's they're, they're rolling out the, I wouldn't even say red carpet. It would more be like a- uh, brown, hairy carpet? It'd be like a, a, <laughs> a dirt trail through the woods. What if he had, like, the mulched trail? Well, well Kindle fire. You know, for some reason, they just like throwing in a bunch of extras. Yeah. But yeah. It's like a, a, a branded pooper scooper. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, big poop, Bigfoot pooper scooper. But yeah, so he, he gets this invitation. He can't refuse it. You know, and then the day finally comes. Jerry makes his way to the airport. Joys everything that was part of the package. You know, he spent all day, you know, goes to the bar at the end of the night. He's having some few drinks. You know, he's nibbling on some snacks. You know, he decides to mingle a little bit. See, it's the, you know, airport bar, you know, whatever. I'm sure there's plenty of people there passing through. So he's making his way around the room. He's just starting to kind of, you know, listen in. And finds that he's got something in common with a few of the patrons. They're also going to the World Cryptozoology Summit. And they're experts in their own areas. So he's got like plenty of these people in this bar. He's, he's starting now to kind of pick up on it. And he's like, wait a minute. All right. This is my scene. Yeah, exactly. Like, all right. These are my people right yeah. here. So he gets to his first patron. And uh, this guy I named Edward Scurvy. And Edward Scurvy is an older boat captain gentleman that took up research on the Loch Ness Monster after a harrowing experience. So we've got our first kind of side character here. Can they finally, can he finally find the Loch Ness Monster and they just embrace? Because I feel like the Loch Ness, we've, we've painted a very sad picture for the Loch Ness Monster. And I would like to think that Scurvy could be the, the true love, the way out. <laughs> what, what I have for Scurvy... Um, is he, he, like, I kind of be, uh, equated it to, uh, you know, that famous picture that they have, like the older one of like the Loch Ness monster. I mean, everyone's seen it, you know, you might not do, remember. Do you know what it actually was? I'm pretty sure it was like a toy boat with something on it. It was a dog swimming with a stick in its mouth. No, is it what it was? zoomed in really far on <laughs> and it made right. a really grainy photo. Yes. You huh. can find the real photo has been released. So if you guys have any ideas here, obviously, you know, try, you know, chime in, but I have or, uh, Edward here as he took a picture of the Loch Ness Monster that science just can't quite explain away. You know, it's like everybody can probably just look at it and be like, it's bullshit. But they can't quite tell how he did it. So that's his claim to fame. It's like, well, nobody's debunked it. You know, he shows, he shows Jerry. You know, Jerry's like familiar with the picture. Jerry's starstruck. 
He's like, he can't even believe it. This is the picture? It's the picture. I've he has it up that. in his office. It's up in his office. So it's not quite on the mantle, but maybe it's like mantle adjacent. It will be soon. <laughs> when he goes home and he's had this such beautiful moment with the guy who took a photo of the Loch Ness Monster, he's going to go home and he's going to dust off that photo and display it more prominently. Yeah. Is what he's going to do. Yeah. Now, do we have anything like... What what it might be his claim? What was his harrowing experience with the Loch Ness monster? You know, like I just kind of posed a couple like questions here. Think, like, yeah, he the he should have gone down with the ship, being the captain, but he didn't. And then like he saw just a a glimpse of the Loch Ness man monster. The Loch Ness monster saved him. Yeah, you know what? I was actually oh. saying it's nowhere in my notes here, but I love the idea of maybe like the boat does go down. To your point. And then maybe he like rides the Loch Ness monster like back to shore. Not <laughs> such a bad guy. He wakes up on shore. He's just he misunderstood. <laughs> he, he, his boat went down. He saw the monster underground. He screamed one of those big underwater screams. <laughs> and then he just, the next thing he knew, he woke up on shore and he knew the monster must have spared him. Yeah. Exactly. Or maybe he sees it like kind of like the tail end of the Loch Ness monster going into the water. Listen, you know, hi, buddy. They they do love each other. <laughs> At the end of the day, they love each other. Scurvy and the Loch Ness, <laughs> they love each other, and it's going to be shown. I demand it. Well, yeah, you've proven Loch Ness is actually friendly. It's just misunderstood. So now Scurvy's out there to prove the the truth. You there's never been any. There's never been any Loch Ness attacks. Yeah, well, not that I've heard monster of has a, like a negative comment, or even Bigfoot attack. I think I've heard. I think the guys who they're like deep. I think that show's still on the air. Yeah, the Loch Ness like megafauna they, doesn't really roll off the tongue. Can you imagine having a show and hunting Bigfoot for like fifteen years and just you've never come close? <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, we're gonna resign you for another three seasons. And you're just like, thank you. <laughs> so yeah, we, now Edward Scurvy, we have this little talk here. He's still trying to mingle. He's he's gonna get his way around the room here. Yeah. So he he moves on. You know, has a pleasant conversation. Moves on to the next guy. And uh, it's Professor Herring. Now, this is an older gentleman. He's very well-spoken. He's, he's put together, teaches Greek mythology at the University of Vermont. Now, mm-hmm. you know, not touching on his cryptozoology expertise immediately, Jerry is surprised by how intelligent the guy is. You know, the guy starts kind of talking to him about, you know, all of the Greek mythology. And, like, he's, he's like, I mean, this guy's super knowledgeable. You know, he's going on and on about the different Greek myths and monsters. And, you know, and Jerry starts to feel confused. And he was like, Wait a minute, I thought you were speaking at the, you know, World Cryptozoology Summit. Like, that's, you're talking Greek mythology. And he's just like, oh, no, that's because the Greek monsters are real, and there's gods on the top of that very climbable Mount Olympus. So what like, what oh. monsters are we talking about? Um, now, we'll get to it later, but there's some, uh, there's essentially, like, Greek mythology. There is some random monsters in there. Minotaurs. Like, uh, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, Minotaurs, Minotaurs I guess. Yeah, Medusa, <laughs> I think, would count as one. Minotaurs a bull. Oh, you're right. And, yeah. and he walks on two legs, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, it's, so yeah, like, now he's like, oh, no, he's just, like, kind of a special kind of crazy. Like, this guy's super smart, but he believes all of it. So he's kind of like, all right, you know, I'll kind of, you know, maybe I'll kind of keep away from that guy a little bit. He's like, he's, he's, he's kind of weird even for me. So he moves on, and the next person he runs into is Mary Sue Molina. Now, Mary Sue's story is that one day, when driving home in rural Virginia, that was, wow, that was a lot harder to say than I thought. Rural Virginia. I'm saying it again. (laughs) (laughs) Now, when she's driving home in rural Virginia, the Mothman appears in front of her car. 
and it causes her to swerve off the road and hit a tree. The Mothman. Now yeah. that's like the Mothman. Those are all the famous stories. Like he appears in front of the car. Yep. The car gets into an accident. That was Mothman prophecies. That's yep. a big scene. Yep. And now this accident, unfortunately, takes the life of her boyfriend that was in the car with her. So this is her harrowing experience. She'll never let it go. No. It was the Mothman. Yeah. After recovering from the accident, Mary Sue took up extreme weightlifting and martial arts. She also began to create and sell Mothman merchandise, eventually finding sponsors to fund the Mothman expeditions to bring him to justice. All right. She wants to find Mothman and get him on trial. She wants to arrest the Mothman. She does. (laughs) Where do the cuffs go? Yeah, I don't know. Hands or wings? Wing cuffs, I guess. Does he have hands? Like, what part moth, what part? They better do some homework before they... Yeah, you're, you're not wrong. Maybe you'd have to like do like the prison shackles where it's like the giant like weighted ball at the end of it on the legs. Maybe the Mothman was just drawn to the headlights, so we just need like a really bright lamp. <laughs> yeah, it maybe does, it doesn't seem hard. To, that's the big plan. We'll bring we'll get the Mothman to come to us. Yeah, so so Mary Sue, you know, she's got this tragic backstory, but she tried to capitalize on it, and and that's you know that's who she is. So at this point, Jerry he feels overwhelmed. You know, around the room, you can still hear people talking about the creatures. You know, you hear someone talk about Chupacabra. Someone says the Sphinx and so on. You know, after a short time, he decides, you know what? I'm going to retire for the night. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to bed. I'm going to sleep this one off. The next, the next day is the flight. So the next morning comes and Jerry gets to the terminal early to sit and wait for, you know, for the flight. As he sits there waiting for the plane, he watches as all the same people he met at the bar last night start to show up and sit and wait. As boarding time slowly approaches... Jerry feels that his gate is pretty much empty. The only passengers seem to be the bar patrons that are going to the summit. So he's already kind of like, huh, that's a little weird. Maybe they have some kind of private jet for us. You know, I don't know. It's like, Fancy. It's, it's been weird. Yeah, exactly. I'd, I'd be pumped. I'd be like, this is pretty baller right here. Right. Yeah. You know, he, he thinks it's a little odd. You know, he shrugs it off. You know, it's just another lavish expense, you know, by the host. And as he begins to board the plane, he starts to think of him, think to himself, who are our hosts? You know, it's like I was he was so excited to experience all the awesome amenities, he never really bothered to investigate who was bringing everyone together. Okay. Not only that, but he also didn't even write a speech or a presentation yet, and he's going to need to whip something up. So, yeah, he's going there like where is he flying from? To be um, honestly, it could be anywhere. It, that doesn't really matter. I oh, do... flying, flying to Bermuda, right? Yeah, from we'll say it's from the states. You know, we'll we'll just say that because right. that's you know I didn't really think yeah, of anywhere yeah. else. So we'll we'll say it's from the states. Seems like a like a Montana, Wyoming kind of guy. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's that's probably fair. Some yeah, the Pacific Northwest. Sure, but faking the British accent. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So once he got on YouTube, he had to really sell that like I'm an intellectual. Yeah, I'm not just a guy in the woods in Montana. Yeah, so Jerry, Jerry gets to his seat. It's in first class. Gets to you know, he, but he gets a glance at economy. You know, he sees nobody's there. He's like, hey, it's just so weird. You know, because he went thinking maybe it's just like a private jet. No, it's it's a real one. Uh, all right, and but nobody else is here, so it's kind of weird. You know, but plane takes off. Captain makes his usual announcement. You know, flight wasn't going to be super long. So Jerry decides, you know what, I'm going to kick back. I'll get some free booze because it's included, of course. They, they spared no expense. And watch something, you know, on the screen in front of them. You know, it's like we've all watched stuff, on it, you know, on the airplane. Kill some time. So he asks flight attendant for some earbuds, you know, to drink. He starts exploring the video library. To his surprise, the only options are all Bigfoot related. 
hundreds and hundreds of Bigfoot specials and documentaries. Competition. Yeah. I mean, really. Like, so he's like, okay, this is uh, this is a little weird at this point. Yeah. Like, all right, I'm on this flight. Nobody else, like, it feels like almost no one else is here. You know, we have our speakers or whatever. My video library is just all Bigfoot. And it was like, that's just kind of odd. I was going to ask you right now, is Bigfoot flying this plane? Bigfoot is not flying. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that that's not where we were going. Is, he is not flying the plane, unfortunately. That would have been a good one. Um, but now where cousin Ted in all of this, does it, uh, I think I he's know in that prison. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know why I still feel like he probably got just, just, he just got got for the indecent exposure when he was big foot. Unrelated reasons. He's yeah. in prison. <laughs> so, you know, after the initial shock of seeing this select, you know, selection for his video library looks around the plane. Are there any mods, you know, any other monitors he can see? The only one he could see was Edward Scurvy. Sure enough. He's watching something on the Loch Ness Monster. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's kind of weird. They've all got their own library. Yeah, it, that's the way he's like, you know what? That's it, This is so odd. It's so tailored specifically to us. It's just so weird. What if I was burnt out on Bigfoot and I wanted some Loch Ness? Yeah, no kidding. He probably knows plenty about Bigfoot. I'm trying to learn about Loch Ness. Yeah, you'd think. Like he wants to After spend learning his, about you know? Mr. Edward Scurvy hands or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jerry, he flags over the flight attendant. He's going to, you know, he asks, hey, you know, what's going on with the video library? And uh, it gets explained to him that the host of the event spared no expense making everything perfect for the guests. You know, and that's all they said. And he was like, all right, that's just weird. So he's just feeling pretty unsettled at this point. Think, you know, he thanks the flight attendant, you know, who then walks away. And once it was clear nobody was paying attention to their cabin for a few moments, so nobody, you know, no flight attendants, nobody in there, Jerry switches seats. Every time he switches seats, he brings up the video library, and it's Bigfoot. He's like, all right, what the hell? The host, it's it's always eccentric billionaire, right? It's got to be <laughs> somebody with a ton of money who's just like, I'm going to get all these experts because I'm into all this. I'm into <laughs> yeah, weird stuff. I'm going to yeah. get them here. <laughs> I almost feel like this guy has like a Bigfoot in a cage, and he wants <laughs> this expert to show up to be like, all right, now what? <laughs> what do we do? Yeah. So, you know, finally, he waits for Mary Sue to get up nearby and go to the bathroom. Very quickly, he moves, he moves over to his seats and checks the videos. Bigfoot. He can't believe it. He's like, what the hell? Mary Sue gets Bigfoot? And like Edward Scurvy has locked in spot. He's like, what's going on here? After Mary Sue gets back to her seat, he's, he can clearly hear her complain that someone messed up, you know, something messed up her video. After a few moments, when he knows like everyone's settled back in, Jerry gets up to go use the bathroom. On his way there, he looks over his shoulder. Mary Sue's watching something on the Mothman. That was not available when he was just there looking through her library. So he's like, all right, what in the hell is going on here? He uses the restroom, returns to his seat, thinking that, you know what? I'm not going to get any answers here. Clearly, flight attendant didn't, didn't answer me. I'm going to get some sleep. I'm just going to try to sleep it off. We're going to see what happens when I get there. He's like, this is just so weird. I'm just impressed people were able to change seats so freely on an airplane. I know. Yeah. Like, what? I mean, it sounds suspend like your disbelief. Only, you know, <laughs> six or eight people on this first class flight. Right. Yeah. There's not. A, there's not a lot. I, we'll we'll say there's a few dozen. Just just to be like you know fair. This may be like not as sparsely populated, but there's nobody in like the you know economy. You know, none of that. So Jerry he's like, you know what? I'm gonna try to get a little sleep. He he nods off and is woken up to an alarm sounding on the plane. Terrible turbulence. What the hell is going on? He gets up, starts looking around the room, you know, try to get himself oriented. All he can hear was Edward Scurvy screaming, like a very high-pitched scream, and it really threw him off. 
Mary Sue is shouting like vague threats at the turbulence. Like it's just really weird. He's just like Whoa. trying to catch his bearings. And then all the commotion, he sees Professor Herring stand up. He's waving his phone around and he's screaming, it's the Bermuda Triangle. It's the Bermuda Triangle. We're going right in. And then Called someone it. that Jerry just can't see. Why are you standing up? And why is your GPS on? You did this. And then you know what? Jerry blacks out. And we're going to go into act two. To be continued. <laughs>